0: We are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn? What Welcome back <laughs> to the one with friends podcast? This is a special ASMR edition. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> that would be so creepy. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, no, that I'm gonna keep that as our opener, so <laughs> it's just the two of us, just the two of us. We can make it if we try, okay? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um. Yeah, it's just the two of us today. We are kicking off this month of June, and we're going to start off with some life updates. Yes. Llewellyn, go for it.
1: Um. Yeah, June. Wow, June's a big month, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Mm-hmm. It's what, week one of June? I am moving, guys. Today yes. was my last day of work. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. Ah. So. Congrats on finishing well. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So, yes. Last day of work. And, yeah, it's it's, it's coming, guys. I'm moving in the next couple of weeks. So. Wow. Not much is happening except for, you know, packing and saying goodbyes and whatnot. So, that's basically
0: my life update. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. You know what I don't think we have talked about what how we're gonna have friends on our episodes now that you are taking the mic with you (laughs) yeah (laughs) we thought we were upgrading when i guess we haven't told our people yet um did we that we got a second mic and i mean as you listeners you may have noticed the sound quality especially on my end because my end was the one that didn't have the mic before um especially after i moved so you may have noticed that sometimes um once we kind of got some things together our sound quality has hopefully hopefully you've noticed it's increased as opposed to decreased i hope one (laughs) we're headed in the right direction um so we do have two microphones now, and it's been super helpful in, I think, just consistent, good quality. But now that we're adding a third person, we might have to pull their – I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to have to talk about it because I have no idea yeah, what we'll we're going to do. Out. We'll figure it out. Um, that's awesome. Getting ready. Oh, well done. Way to finish well at your other job. Excited for you to move. That's crazy. Thanks. Um, I, today, am waiting – to hear back from the... I, I think the last time I had updated you, I had let you guys know that I was interviewing at um, New Places. I have gone really far. There's this one position I am going for at a company where they they really take their hiring process seriously. They say the average time frame from start to finish is about four weeks Wow. Um, of... Um, And you meet probably, I don't know, six to 10 different people in different meetings before they offer you the job. So my phone is on. And at some point during our recording, I might have to stop (laughs) because I might be hearing if I got the job or not, (laughs) which is terrifying. I feel like if I've gotten this far, um, the last step was a dinner last night with this – with the person that would be my direct report and their spouse, they do what's called a spousal dinner. Um, I I thought it was I thought it's a, it's a really cool idea, especially maybe more especially for people who are you know one gender coming in and directly reporting to someone else who's the opposite gender and then married. Um, So you're supposed to like if you're married and you're interviewing, you bring your spouse. And I think it's just kind of like a final test to make sure that maybe the spouse isn't picking up on something that the person's missing or doesn't get like weird vibes or whatever. Luckily, my direct report is a woman and um, I am heterosexual, single. So um, I obviously have no interest in her, but her husband was super cool. We bonded over nerdy stuff like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Marvel. It was amazing. So I'm waiting to hear. But anyways, so I might have to stop our recording um, if I hear something back. But I... um, That's kind of the newest thing. I've been going through this process for quite a long time, so just waiting to hear back and have finalized... um, I think the last time I said I finalized the place. So I have literally just moved in. Um, At the end of May, I went back to Michigan for a very quick turnaround. I flew into Grand Rapids. Um, One of my friends picked me up. I grabbed a U-Haul, packed all my stuff, and drove back down to Nashville to move all of the rest of my stuff, and I um, just moved in and still kind of organizing and decluttering and... Get my boxes and stuff around so but yeah that's my that's my life update exciting things look at
1: us moving around <laughs> doing things
0: look at us doing things we go through spells where we're the most boring people on yeah. the planet yeah. where we're like what's the newest thing in my life and it's like i'm dog watching and that's like the, <laughs> the newest best thing um and then it's been weird because then we go through a big life change where i've moved now you're moving i'm moving into a different place while moving you know the rest of my stuff down and then you're getting settled in and pretty soon you'll be moving out of you know your mom's place into your own place so like we've got like exciting things happening and then our lives are going to settle in you're going to find a job and then we'll just probably be boring again so (laughs) actually hopefully not maybe we'll we'll get Uh, boyfriends get married what if like our listeners follow our whole stories of like getting married and
1: hey you know maybe
0: i mean we're in this thing for like the next five years yeah so (laughs) let's hope yeah let's (laughs) (laughs) please oh no okay we have to move on (laughs) on. all
1: right episode recap okay so this week we watched season three episode four titled the one with the metaphorical tunnel which is just, like, a weird title, but whatever. Um, it is. <laughs> it is. Chandler wants to commit to a relationship with Janice, and Phoebe poses as Joey's agent.
0: hmm I think we could name this one, like, the one with the faux agent, but then instead of F-A-U-X, it could be, like, P-H-O for, like, Phoebe. The faux oh, I agent. love that idea. Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, so we go to this soft open and Joey is in a commercial. We see him being featured. I originally thought that it was like an intro screen for the episode itself. And then very quickly realized that it was an infomercial for this Mm -hmm. product in which you can kind of pop it into the cardboard esque milk cartons, twist it around and then use that as a pour spout as opposed to you know folding back the tabs pushing them forward in order for the middle part to come out in order to form its own spout those types of cartons always weirded me out because it always seemed very fabric-y yeah because of the little like fat um fibers Mm -hmm. that were like on the cardboard carton itself. Yeah. I know it's not cardboard but that's all I've got. Like the like it, when
1: you were in like elementary school and you drank like the chocolate yes. milk. Yes. Yeah.
0: They were never cold enough. Nope. Which always weirded me out because milk to me has to be like ice cold. I used to put ice in my milk actually. My family made fun of me for it and I was like I don't You put ice in like everything else. That is strange.
1: I used to put ice in my orange juice and people thought that was weird. Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Yeah. It just keeps it like you keep every other drink cold. I usually drink my orange juice way too fast though, that I usually didn't need to keep it cold (laughs) because (laughs) I just love it so much. Um, But yeah, it it always felt like the milk got stuck on those and that's why it would start to smell bad quickly because the end stuff would start to you know go bad even though the milk in the actual carton was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know we're going on a deep dive with this uh, milk carton thing, but those things just weirded me out anyways. But the friends are not relenting in Joey's desire for them to stop watching his episode or his uh, commercial and he is perfect for the role in the infomercial. Right. I think there are compilations of bad infomercial acting where they're creating a problem that doesn't really need to be solved to show that their product can solve the problem. Have you ever seen those compilations where it's like the person, you know, try like spilling a glass of milk or spilling something, and it's to try and show that like you need a cup that doesn't spill over or something. It's just the most random acting to be like, oh, this is so frustrating. You know, it's always in black and white and – they're showing like really big emotion. It's like a silent film. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. It makes me think that for this product specifically, Joey is perfect for it. Like his demeanor, the way that he acts anyways, where he's trying to get the milk carton open. I am I fully believe that that would be Joey. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like it was natural. He wasn't acting. It was just him trying to open a carton. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joey. And that might be why the friends were unrelenting in um, in their making him watch them watch it pretty much. So, you know, the, the, the joke of that soft open is really him just saying, now I can drink milk every day. Well,
1: and the fact that, like, it's an infomercial, but they changed his name to Kevin. Kevin. Like, why couldn't he have just gone by Kevin. Joey?
0: I know, Kevin. That's so funny. It makes me wonder, like, have they always done that? Like, this is Sandy. Sandy you know, like,
1: <laughs> has a problem. Uh, it's so uh, Anyways,
0: okay. So, Funny Soft Open, I think it's a really good one that highlights the humor between the real Joey and then his like, inability to act, but yeah. it, you know, colliding perfectly with what they need in an infomercial. He's like the perfect infomercial actor. Oh, I think he it's is. Great. he's He's found his niche calling. <laughs> Um, okay, so the main book of the episode, we we start off in the cafe, and <laughs> my very first note, I don't even know what I'm talking about. So all, what were the what were they talking about before Phoebe comes in? Yeah, I really didn't. Highlight so they're that.
1: they're sitting at, they're sitting on the the couch like normal, um, mm-hmm. Janice, Chandler and Monica, and they're looking at a newspaper and they're trying to figure out like what movie they want to go to.
0: Oh yeah. Um, because you know back in
1: the day we didn't have the internet as well as right. we have it now and they were looking at movie times in the paper and um Monica made some joke like they were Chandler and Janice were getting all like lovey-dovey
0: with each other and Monica's like do you want me to turn and you guys just do that on my back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that makes my note make more sense. Do you remember having to drive by in the car? Oh my gosh, yes. There- there was always the postings out front of all of the movies and their time frames on this big, oh, big like big marquee board. sign. Yeah. 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 And you would drive by to see if at that time frame or in a later time frame throughout the day, there was a movie and a time that you wanted to either go right now or come back. Yeah. I remember doing that with our family because we had... um Especially, especially when we moved to Michigan, um, I mean, that's the age where like going to movies still makes more sense, even as a family activity. And I remember, I don't know if we'd be at the mall and then we'd go over to that Crossroads um, before they renovated it, yeah. before they made it into an IMAX theater. Uh, I remember driving by and we'd wait to see, like we'd we'd have to go see what movies were playing when, and then we'd decide if we would come back or not. Um, but yeah, that it seems like such a old school form i don't know kids today don't know don't know what that is they don't even know what a paper is let's be real (laughs) they're like okay boomer (laughs) (laughs) we used to have to drive by the theater (laughs) um okay yeah that made my note make way more sense so joey comes busting in super mad at chandler because he didn't tell him about the audition that he apparently had today that he missed and therefore missed an opportunity. And Chandler says, as much as I love a good guilt trip, I have no idea what you're talking about. And Phoebe tries to automatically push it off on somebody else, which then is in itself an admission of guilt. Yeah, she's not good at (laughs) doing that. No, she's like, oh, oh, it was totally him. (laughs) He had just gotten done saying like, wish I knew what you were talking about, Joey. And it was totally Phoebe. She missed it completely. What she had gotten distracted by, though, was hilarious. (laughs) They were playing like, hide and seek yeah and so she was like he was at seven and out of ten and i hadn't found any place to hide yet and uh yeah so she she missed the opportunity to like let him know and decides to like make it up to joey um by like calling to try and get him another audition she feels really bad she had written it on her hand but completely forgot and wants to kind of take over, so she pretends to be the agent that oversees Estelle, as if Estelle, you know, they sometimes they work for a bigger company, things like that. And so uh, she just goes, pretends like she's going over Estelle's head herself, and um, you know, taking charge, and ends up getting Joey the audition and writes, you know, the times on Chandler's the back of Chandler's neck. Um. So we walk up to the girls' apartment, and the ladies are coming over to drop off Ben, who has a Barbie. And, you know, it's very apparent that Ross has a very large problem with Ben having a Barbie. Um, You had brothers. Did your brothers ever play with your Barbie, or were they solely, like— Outside, kicking each other, wrestling, <laughs> had their own GI Joe, Joe toys. Like, what was what was the deal at your house? Because we had all girls, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, um, we. So
1: I wasn't really like a Barbie person. Um, mm-hmm. I I think it's because I grew up with three brothers. Like a lot of what I got was hand me down. So I got a lot of their stuff. Sure, um, yeah, makes sense. But my. One of my cousins, who's only like four years younger than me, we were pretty close, um, she really loved Barbies, and she was an only girl, so anytime she would come over, like... Like, I had Barbies. Like, my mom had gotten me Barbies, but I just didn't play with them. So anytime she'd come over, we'd play. So I did have them, but... um, For the most part, I think my brothers, they played a lot of video games. um, And one of my brothers, actually, it's a joke in our family, he had asked for a like a like a baby doll for Christmas one time um mm. and I don't remember like it the story's fuzzy for all of us because one person says one thing and another one says another my mom ah. swears that he wanted it because the baby it was one of those that like the baby would cry and you had to feed it and it would go to the bathroom like it was all the fancy things and he mm-hmm. he just wanted it so he could practice for his baby sister is what they said but yeah but (laughs) it's so cute he swears that he he never wanted the doll and whatever so um he did have a a doll that they named joey actually it was baby joey (laughs) and um i think i ended up like inheriting it at one point but that's like all i remember as far as dolls but did you have any like toys that you always had when you were a kid because like ben was carrying this doll like the whole time did you have anything like that
0: yeah i don't know if there was any specific toy that i had to bring everywhere i do remember this one time where there was this um oh gosh what was the name of those dolls that had the they were plastic full on plastic hard plastic dolls oh. but they had the hair that like spoke spiked up to like really trolls i think oh trolls yeah they're the big eyes maybe it was just like a troll doll i think i had found it maybe or i don't remember but i remember holding it outside of the car window and you already know what's going to oh no <laughs> I was like feeling the wind, you know, and stuff and like making it fly or whatever. And I just, I dropped it oh. and my, I made my parents go back and get it, which they did, but you could tell a car had run over it. Cause it just had like tire tracks right across like the oh, no. body of the whole doll, um, But that's like, I don't know if I was just bringing it because maybe we were going over to like my grandma's place and she didn't have a lot of toys for us, but I wouldn't say that was something I brought everywhere. It just made me think of like, I was bringing that specifically from one place to another, but I don't remember having just one toy that I clung to. We just had, you know, Beanie Babies, but then dolls, but then Legos. So yeah, I don't know. I felt like we had a variety. Did you have one specific?
1: I had yeah I had two. I had a little microphone like box. Like a like a little mm. like a mini stereo that you would see like kids play with. Um yes. and it had a microphone attached to it and I carried that thing everywhere. Like my mom said I would go to bed with it. I would wake up and that's how I would wake everybody up cuz it it worked. <laughs> like the microphone worked. Um yeah. and it had a little like cassette tape that you could put in it. Um so she said that I carried that thing around until it broke, which I guess didn't take long because I took it everywhere. Um, and then we had these really close friends. Um, they were like they were kind of like a an aunt and uncle figure or whatever. When my parents moved mm-hmm. to Michigan, they like uh just kind of became friends with these people. so they um what, we'd always go to lunch with them, like on Sunday after church when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And for one of my birthdays, they got me a a Barney doll because mm. I was obsessed with Barney when I was younger. Yeah. Like it was, he was my favorite. Um, I loved Barney. So they got me this like, I think I was, it was like my second or maybe third birthday. So I wasn't very big, but the Barney doll was like half my size, but I took it everywhere. I carried it wow. to the store with me. I took it to daycare with me. Like it went to bed with me. Like I was obsessed with it. So, wow, those are like the two things that I like distinctly remember. Otherwise, just like you, I had uh, so many Beanie Babies, Pokemon cards at one point, like random things.
0: Okay, nice. Barney it was, huh? Gotta love it. Barney. R.I.P. Actually, are they still doing Barney? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) idea. If they
1: are, it's probably like digital.
0: (laughs) It's probably like like, a cartoon. Did you
1: hear that like Blue's Clues now instead of um, mail, he sends you emails?
0: Yes, I, so I did mad. hear that. I'm like, it's not the same. It's not <laughs> email time. Like, come on. I know it isn't the same. I get it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so obviously he has a a huge issue with this, you know, Barbie. And fun fact: the doll that Ben has is a 1995 winter sports Barbie. So you know, they obviously have the originals, but then they always released the the kind of niche ones with different um accessories and and hair and you know things like that so it was you know kind of a fun collectors thing for you know girls or guys who were really into it um and then it really it cuts really quickly we're still in the girls apartment but then as soon as the ladies leave you can tell what Ross has on his mind he's definitely trying to make Ben give up this doll <laughs> yeah um he's trying to make him go towards literally anything else and i have to say this is probably the cutest Ben that plays Ben oh yeah He's just so sweet and very quiet and very observant. Like, he's such a cute Ben. I think he's my favorite. I think he's my favorite Ben. I could see that. I, I, and I kind of get like Cole Sprouse. Uh, I mean, I love him later on in life, but he is kind of a punk kid when he's the larger age. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think they just make him out to be like that. Like, and I don't know if that's maybe the situation in which he was raised but yeah it's funny
0: yeah well Monica comes out and she can't find her left boob <laughs> um she's trying to search for it at the same time chandler comes in and essentially you know doesn't want to see janice and he said it's like an alarm goes off and he just has to like get out and you know, the girls are sort of like typical guy. Like, of course, as soon as you start to feel anything, you have to run off in the opposite direction. And then they point out that, oh, so you're going to do that mean and distant thing to get them to break up with you. And Joey's like, you guys know about that? <laughs> as if it's like some sort of brilliant strategy by Joey. Um, but uh, yeah, so it kind of all happens pretty fast. We find that, you know, Joey was laying on Monica's left boob because it's just a big cushion. Chandler's trying to talk to Monica and, like, hits it because I stick out so, like, protrudingly, you know? Yeah. Um And, and he kind of gets into this, like, I don't want to be afraid of commitment, which is a good thing to identify. I think there could be people out there that don't even identify the fact that that's why they leave. Like, that's why they run. That's why they do the mean and distant thing. That's why they, you know, want to avoid because they don't want to say something stupid at, stupid at dinner. Um, but yeah, he wants to not be afraid. And so, uh, you know, they're all trying to kind of give him, you know, ways to, to go about it. And Joey... Again, Joey's the one with the advice. like he comes in and he's like, "You know, you you've got to then go in 100%. Like if you're afraid, stare your fear in the face and, and like dive into the deep end. And the girls are kind of in agreement that that makes a lot of sense. And so that's what Chandler is gonna do. So we walk down to the cafe and uh, a beep comes over for Phoebe. so she calls and he got the gig. And he's really excited about it. He thinks Phoebe's such a great agent, even though she's not an agent. Um, But she's doing such a great job that he wants, you know, will you do another one? Actually, there's two. Actually, there's three. Oh, wait a minute. There's actually four new things I want you to, like, get me on. Because she's just, she's killing it. Yeah. Like, Phoebe reminds me of Winston on the phone. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Like, you would never expect it. And then they get on the phone and they're both geniuses.
0: They turn into completely different people. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I it's never. almost like
1: I never thought about that. But Winston is kind of the Phoebe of New Girl.
0: <laughs> yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Rabbit trail. No, that's really good. I, I I only drew that one parallel just based on this one specific. But you're kind of right. Uh. Yeah. So she like is so smooth. So she agrees to do these four more projects for him. So Chandler takes Joey's advice and they're eating in the apartment. And what was so? <laughs> Janice was like, "Oh, are you a puppy?" Oh, gosh. Like this is like that's. Go ahead. Yeah, no, this is probably one of
1: my like. This is one of those scenes that I just like remember, and I've always remembered this whole mm. scene. I don't, Why is that? I don't know. I, probably because it's one of my favorite Chandler lines, but also just it's just so awkward, and yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. So I'll I'll explain it. So they, you know, they're yeah. they're sitting there eating dinner on the the foosball table. First off, um, <laughs> because they don't have a table, <laughs> they don't have a table. <laughs> and you can just like tell with Chandler that like you can tell that he feels more confident. Um, just his whole demeanor mm-hmm. is different, and, and like it's also kind of creeping Janice out, which to me is just funny because like does anything creep this girl out? Mm-hmm. Um yeah but they're sitting there he gives he's like I got a present for you and so he gives her this present that's nicely wrapped by the way so Monica must have helped him Um <laughs> she opens you mean, it Me Chandler
0: you don't think Chandler can wrap well Oh no
1: 100% no Okay <laughs> um so she opens it and of course it's contact paper like
0: the the dream of any gift for a girl is contact paper Um Her line to point that out is hilarious <laughs> She's like, I you don't really know how to act when the person you're sleeping with gives you contact
1: paper. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, Yeah, well, it goes like really well with uh with this this drawer here that I, I gave you. That also like goes in my mm-hmm. dresser. So he hands her this drawer that's like big enough to fit like your socks in. Like it's so tiny. Yeah,
0: maybe. It's so
1: shallow too. So shallow. Like what do you put in there? Your your car keys? Yeah. <laughs> it's a mail drawer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she, so he's, you know, that's when he like gets up and he's just like starting, to, like you can tell like he's confident, like, yeah, like we're doing this. And then she's like, oh, I am going to have to buy a vowel because oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the most clever line oh, for for, for that moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was really a clever writing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like really teed into like her normal yeah. self. Um, yeah. but then Chandler just goes on this tangent. You know, he's like, yeah, like we're going to like we should do like dinner and we should meet your parents and we should maybe maybe like we should just move in together. And like he's just like one thing after another is like spiraling and Janice's face is like, what is happening? Like meet my parents, move in together. Like I am still working through a divorce. He's, She's like, why would I want to move in together? And like so it basically flips like he's super into it. And she's like, wow, this is too much commitment at one time. So she bolts, she heads for Mm -hmm. the door and the best Chandler line, one of the best Chandler lines. He's just like, no, I don't remember what he says before, but he, he ends it. He's like, I'm hopeless and awkward and desperate for love. And then she just like (laughs) slams the door. Yeah. And he's just like, to which of course he calls her and he said, Hey, I just want to like apologize ahead of time for the fact that I'm about to chase you down the street, hangs up and bolts out the door.
0: And it's such, such like a fun moment of like, I like real realization of like, she's going to get home later and be a little mad at me. So I'm going to preempt that with a <laughs> an apology. Yeah, it's like, well, they, <laughs> way to be thoughtful there, Chandler, before you're awkward Chaser. chase her like a child.
1: Um, yeah,
0: he, he does fully like take Chandler or Joey's advice. He just does it in such a way that's like, it's almost like he's spiraling into it as opposed to like just deciding. He's like, let's. Oh, you know we'll take a trip we'll meet the parents we'll take a trip with your parents yeah. and she's like I'm not taking a trip with my parents yeah oh like and it's so it it that would just be a lot yeah yeah great explanation of just that whole scene and that's such a great that's such a great Chandler line I that feel like is. I see that in memes a lot wow, I've sent it to people um, and like just yeah to be funny <laughs> totally um yeah so okay we go across the hallway to the girl's place and he's on the couch he messed up really bad the girls are kind of consoling him walking him through it they get him ice cream he's not a terminal case but what i thought it was funny there was like she's like that's that low fat something calorie soy milk junk and i'm like it's the ice cream of today i know
1: it's the good <laughs> stuff
0: and they called it crap it's- it's all the stuff that everyone loves today. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, have the turntables. <laughs> That's it's an office reference. Oh, how the tables have turned from the nineties to the um, twenty. I guess two thousands really, <laughs> but because I feel like it got popular within the last like I don't like know, five years, five to seven, yeah. Yeah, five to seven years, I'd say. When people are like, that's actually good now, and it might have been junk earlier. Maybe they just couldn't get the formulas right, or it's possible. Or maybe it's just anytime there's something new or alternative, it's like Ooh. I feel like back then it was just soy too, and soy is like not as popular today as like, like oat milk almond and milk almond or milk or oat milk. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so he says that they left it off on that she would call him. The girls are like, oh. No. No. Uh, so they give him a strategy. You know, like you, you want to accidentally bump into her on purpose and act aloof. Yeah. You you want to show her that you're not clingy, that you're not needy, because that's exactly how you were acting in your last encounter. You need to just be chill about it. Yeah. We We quickly go to Ross in the same apartment, which have we seen – We don't see Ross's place until he moves in across the street. Is that right? Like, we never see where Ross lives until he moves in across the the way, right? No, we see his place. The one where... Oh, that's right. It's like the apartment with the kitchen behind the thing. Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't... Like, why didn't they use that set? I don't know if they were maybe trying to save money just in general, but... He's in the girl's apartment the entire storyline where it's him and Ben, which I thought was weird. I I wonder, and I don't know the answer
1: to this, but I wonder if they use, like, when him and Rachel are in a relationship, they use her apartment more to, like, help distinguish that. And then when he's not in a Mm. relationship, we use his apartment more.
0: Ooh, look at you with the inside. I bet you were 100% right. I don't know. That's a good one. That's what I would do. Wow, people. That's why we need co-hosts, because... We all don't know everything. Good one. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, shocked at you right now. Look at that. Look at that. Good for you. Hire me, people. That's brilliant. <laughs> Looking for a job. <laughs> um, I, I think you're 100% right. Um, yeah, so Phoebe comes in and, well, after Ross is trying to be like, go, Joe, and that's what Joey comes in because Phoebe's like, Or Rachel's like, come on, G.I. Joe? And then Joey comes in. He's like, G.I. Joe! He's super excited about it. And Phoebe comes in, and he, she pretends like, I don't know, she doesn't really see Joey or realizes he's there and just bolts out of the room, and then he comes after her. And he didn't get the part, and Phoebe wants to quit. And Joey talks her into it because he's like, you know, Estelle has to say all these things like they just went a different direction and she lies to me and I can never work on that whereas like that's really good advice that you gave me um, or that's something I can actually work on if I know what's wrong I can I can address it when it comes to this kind of begs the question because I've been interviewing a lot um, you know it's kind of come up in in just conversation and interviews what kind of what kind of correction do you like, realistically? I know people want to say a certain type, but which kind are you?
1: Like, in, as far as, like, criticism? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it depends. Like, I like, I, I don't know, that's hard. I like getting feedback in that I feel like that's a big way that we can grow. Like, if you don't know, like, why somebody didn't hire you or if you don't know why, you know, somebody went a different direction, then you never really get the chance to change to be, you know, better for the next role or interview or whatever. So I feel like I do like hearing feedback, but I'm not the best at receiving feedback, Mm. (laughs) especially if it's, like, critical. So I think... I feel like i would be a lot like joey here like if if i was in his shoes where like estelle doesn't really give him any feedback or any criticism i would want it but i think phoebe takes it a little too far and we know why eventually but right you know there's there's a certain amount of like i think people need to hear it but it also needs to come across in more of a like i've noticed this and maybe we could do it this way or you know like a helpful way instead of like a well you're just really not a good human okay yeah (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) yeah so I don't know if that answered the question but
0: yeah I think I would prefer I I like getting the feedback I think just personally I work better with that I might not always be the best at receiving it but I, I I do appreciate that better than like you know maybe only having a one year review and that's where they tell you the things that they think you could work on it's like why didn't like, why didn't you address it when you saw it and it when you saw it, like, being consistently done? I get if it happens once and you're like, I don't know if that was just, like, a weird thing or if that's, like, a consistent trait. Yeah. But if you see it happening multiple times and it's, like, hindering our ability to work better together as, like, a team or in my role or with my, you know, higher up, whatever – I'd rather know earlier as opposed to being like blindsided during my one-year interview or interview one-year review and being like oh we think you could work on this right. and I'm like thinking back like great um, I, then I go back and I think of all the ways that I could have possibly done that over the last year and I'm like gosh it would have been so much better if I had known my god of time I,
1: yeah it's like if I could know and fix it like halfway through the year and then maybe at the one year like we're we're only tweaking yeah. things. We're not like, hey, like maybe we could do this better. Like, okay,
0: tell me. Totally. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, and so at the very end of that, Phoebe agrees to stay on because it is going to help Joey. And Ross comes out playing like a GI Joe villain or something, like acting like maybe Ben has the doll and he's acting like Ben's getting him, you know, like <laughs> as a villain or something. I don't know. But we we go where we we head over to where. Janice is shopping in a supermarket and this is just a really quick Chandler you know meets up with Janice in the market and essentially just does not go well he first is acting yes, voice, everything. he's like not grabbing anything he first starts acting British then she calls him out so he's like well not anymore He's trying to justify why he's there because he doesn't live in that neighborhood. He says he's having a party but picks up barley. And she's like, what kind of party has barley? Um, And so we, you know, it it just doesn't go well at all. No. It felt
1: like like something that we would see Joey encounter.
0: It's just very like, Chandler, what are you doing? Totally. Yeah, he's just, I feel like it's a weird view of joey that's not normally like a thing yeah i don't know yeah but we we quickly go over to the cafe and just see exactly what we were talking about earlier where you know Phoebe's like oh okay so i've got a lot of rejections with a lot of feedback today and joey's like okay (laughs) great and essentially it's just a lot of rejections and joey gets to a point where he's like okay i i get it Um, I think he's realizing that him himself, he probably likes having Estelle for the fact that he doesn't have to know. I think too much rejection might be too much for Joey. And so he essentially fires Phoebe. But then, like you said, he's like, wait a minute. Did you just fake all those to make me fire you? She's like, oh, no, you caught me. And it's obvious that that's not what happened that he really did get all of those rejections, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just funny that it, it kind of put Phoebe off the hook because then she doesn't have to feel like she gave him a bunch of bad things about himself, you know yeah uh but yeah so in the aftermath of the market debacle or whatever terribleness uh Chandler is lying on the counter, which is just a really weird position for him to be. It is.
1: Really weird. And he's
0: got, like, pillows behind his back. He's leaning up against the microwave, I think. Um, And the girls are comforting him the same way they did. And they're like, these are unprecedented. Like, this is an unprecedented, you know, thing. Like, if, if Janice were a guy, he'd be moving on. He'd never call you again. Like, you would be screwed. But all of a sudden... Janice calls, and he's like, what do I do? What do I do? And he takes it into his own hands and just is honest. He is his honest self. He's like, I, I know I've been acting crazy. It's just that I care about you a lot. And um, the girls are like, gosh, he's so lucky. Like, he, he, you know, Janice would be sleeping with somebody else if she were a dude. And, and then they get so depressed that they start eating the very ice cream that they were serving up to Chandler yeah, as a stuff. way to, like – yeah, the good stuff because he's now a, he was a terminal case, you know, at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we kind of see things, you know, kind of come around and resolve. Uh, I know that we've only got, I think, a, a little bit more time with Janice just based on uh, maybe a, a future episode. Uh, but yeah, so they reconcile for now, and all is well. We go back to the girls' apartment with the Ross storyline. And the girls are like, G.I. Joe, really? Like, that's the doll he chose? You know, Ross is trying to like, I couldn't help it. He chose it. And she's like, what'd you do, dip it in sugar? (laughs) (laughs) Which wouldn't surprise me based on the tactics he was trying to use. (laughs) So the girls are calling him out 100%. Monica is still sulking over at the table. And she's like you used to dress up like a woman. Like, what's the big deal if he likes a doll? And the girls are like, uh, what? And they're totally egging her on. They love the fact that she is just divulging this entire story. And Ross is denying it wholeheartedly right up until... She starts singing the song. She starts singing the song. Um and it's it's so perfect uh he finishes the song because he storms off to go into the bathroom um as she starts singing it because he doesn't want to hear it but he finishes it for her and the girls are just all giggling and that's um kind of how we end this episode it's funny because susan's like i've never been this happy (laughs) never been more happy than i am right now (laughs) it's so funny um and so we go into the tag where Ross is playing dress up. They've got this, you know, cute little boy with this old vintage film camera, you can tell, and he's playing dress up and he's singing the song. He's got, you know, probably clip-in earrings, the dress, the beads, the hat, maybe not the hat. I can't remember now. He's pouring himself some tea and he spills it and Monica, little baby Monica, comes in and starts cleaning it up. It's such so It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Ross and starts cleaning <laughs> It's so great. It shows their relationship like it's it, it's so well done. Uh, before we go into our episode. Oops, sorry. Before we go into our episode rating system, I wanted to just give a little bit of trivia. Um, so at the end, because we are at the end of the episode, Monica reminds obviously Ross of the song he made up and used to sing when he was a kid. So it goes like this. I am B. I drink tea. Won't you dance around with me? So speaking of Barbie. No, Barty. Barbie. What am I saying? Speaking of Barney, uh, Llewellyn, your favorite um, toy back in the day, it has the same tune as the Barney song, and it's the tune of the old rhyme, nick Knack Paddywhack. Yeah. Um, Which is a good one, so I think that ties in perfectly. Now, um, Joey... Okay, so I've got a fun, like, a a, a couple fun, like, maybe errors or goofs made by the characters um, or by the storyline. So Joey wouldn't be able to audition for the roles that Phoebe got for him because of his injury. Um, I don't know how true that is. Like, I don't know, like, if you've got an injury in Hollywood, like, are you probably less likely to get a job, you know, based on when they want to start filming and stuff? I don't know. Like, I feel like you'd have to be mobile and, and go for those things, but...
1: Yeah, I think it would depend on the role, like what the role entailed.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. And then one other thing. Phoebe tells Joey that he didn't get a part because he has a terrible Italian accent. And he does it in, you know, in the show. And it is terrible. But we see That later in the one where Ross can't flirt, that he speaks Italian just fine, and he clearly always has because he's communicating with his grandmother who doesn't speak English. Yeah. So it's sort of a goof just on the writers, um, you know, as a whole. Other than that, there wasn't a lot for this episode. So how would you rate this episode on our episode rating system?
1: Um... I would give this one a, we were on a break. Um, It wasn't like, I mean, I feel like the only thing that really was like moving forward was the Chandler and Janice thing. Um, Otherwise I feel like it was just kind of a funny episode that they threw in there in a sense. Um, I mean, everybody kind of had like their own little storyline and it didn't really like, I don't know it was funny and it definitely has one of my favorite Chandler lines but other than that I don't really
0: I didn't really care for the episode I guess yeah I would completely agree I Mm. yeah I would say really this episode kind of sucks it does have (laughs) some funny moments so I would probably give it honestly a smelly cat oh wow It's really, I know, it's, that's the worst, that's the one on the scale. Um, It just, I don't know. It just wasn't the greatest episode. I feel like none of the storylines were really substantial at all. They all felt like C storylines and that none of them drove the episode as a whole. Whereas normally there's like one larger story happening. I felt like they all were C-stories that got thrown together in the same episode. And I think the episodes need a little bit more. I guess with Chandler, you can maybe argue that it was a little bit more about him because that's where most of the the girls came in and things like that. But I don't know. Even that, it's not like you're going to fix that in one episode anyways. That's like a thing that you constantly have to work at. So I don't know. I just didn't like it at all. (laughs) So that was a lot, but... Um, okay, anything about the episode before we like wrap it up with the post show wrap up? No. Okay. I don't have anything either. We do have some social media spotlight. We have um, had a couple people who over, you know, a several month period have been writing in and just um, connecting with us on Instagram and sometimes email, which we really appreciate. We haven't been doing a lot on Instagram or Twitter. Really, any of our social media has just been taking a break in this season um, while still being able to give you some consistent episodes. So today we have got Stuti. The uh, Instagram handle is ellipse underscore 19.06. She says, hey, I'm your new fan from India. Today afternoon, I bumped onto your podcast on Spotify and I've not seen friends since a while, but I'm loving the way you guys are breaking down each episode. It's as if I'm rewatching these episodes. Thanks a lot for this podcast. Oh, my gosh, Judy, thank you so much for your comment. We love that you feel like you can, you know, that you're watching the episodes again all the way through. We think that's a really fun way to um, be able to go through maybe shows that you've seen before. Just gives like a little bit of context. Plus, it's just something fun and mindless to listen to um, as opposed to some heavy hitter podcast. So thank you so much. Um, So that was our social media spotlight. Now on to recommend, uh, recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. I see a good one on here. Yes,
1: I don't know. I may have already recommended this once, but I love it, so I don't care.
0: I don't think we have. Okay, cool.
1: Um, Maybe I just talk about it a lot. I okay, guys. This morning, um, I think I knew we were recording today, so I got up, I went to Starbucks, I got myself a coffee, and on my drive home, I was like thinking, like, what do I want to eat for breakfast? And it's a you know, it's a day off today, so I am like, I tend to make things. That are actually good um, On days that I don't have to work So I decided to stop by the store And mind you I looked like a bum Like I had (laughs) I literally told myself as I was walking out the door I was like I'm driving through Starbucks Like I don't need to look good Or I don't need to like look (laughs) presentable But I decided to go to the store And I was like well Whatever I'm going to embrace it Thankfully I had a mask with me Because you know Michigan You still have to wear it everywhere Um, anyways, that's a long point of the story. I only went to the store to get avocado because I was craving avocado toast. I don't know if you guys have had it. I usually get it like anytime it's on a menu at a restaurant, I'll get it because I like seeing the spin that people put on it. Um, like in one place here in Michigan, they do like an avocado toast on like Texas toast. So it's like Thick and it's a lot and i can hardly eat it but i always eat it and i feel so stuffed afterwards um but then they put tomatoes on top which i guess like i always put tomatoes in my guacamole but i never thought like putting tomatoes on avocado toast like it was like revolutionary to me so this morning nice. i bought avocados and tomatoes so i can make avocado toast and guys it was amazing it was so needed. So if you've never had avocado toast, I recommend it. It's basically just guacamole on toast. So if you like guacamole, then there you go. But you can really do whatever you want to it. And it's good.
0: Very, very nice. I love me some avo toast. I'll be I'll be that person. Um sometimes it's just so expensive to buy or to buy at stores yeah. too. So it's probably nice that you like made it yourself because mm-hmm. it's significantly less expensive. Oh yeah. It can get up to like Thirteen, fourteen dollars just for avocado toast, know, like, and that to me is the most ridiculous. It's like, it's so ridiculous. People, pr- Ugh, why are avocados so expensive? I don't know. Trust <laughs> me, nuts. I try to get them when
1: they're on sale, but they go so fast. So you're like, I don't want to stock up on them. So I won't be able to eat them. I know, because
0: they go bad. So I mean, it's like, not ripe, not ripe, not ripe, not ripe. You go to the bathroom, and by the time you get back, it's like, oh, you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you missed your window. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> Dang it. Ugh. Well, we must uh, be feeling the munchies today, because I also have a food-related recommend to a friend. Yeah. I have been realizing this over the last, I don't know, I guess, couple of months when I've been getting pizza a lot with my, um, or I had been getting pizza a lot with my old roommates. And one of the things that my mom used to do growing up, because I love when ordering pizza at an actual pizza place that, you know, delivers, the garlic butter that they send with you in packets. Oh, it's so good. I love... I will drizzle, dip, dunk, all of it. I, I need more than one for one slice of pizza. It's ridiculous. But it's so good. So I... I love garlic and I like butter, but I also love dipping ranch pizza in ranch. When my, I was a little kid, my mom what she used to do was she used to buy one of those containers. It was usually a really small container of just minced garlic. And what she used to do is she used to put ranch into a bowl and then scoop out some minced garlic and put it in the ranch and mix it together. And that way, it was like a ranch garlic dip. That sounds amazing. Sauce. Oh, my gosh. I I can't believe that I haven't bought the minced garlic and implemented that into my current living situation. Like every time I get it, I'm like, dang it. Why didn't I buy minced garlic the last time I was at the store so, for this very moment so that I can make my own like minced garlic ranch dip? Um, but if you, you know, if you love ranch already on pizza, even by itself, and if you love garlic anyways, um, and, or the garlic butter that they usually send on pizza or with pizza, then if you mix minced garlic with ranch and use that, you know, you blend it into taste. Obviously some people might like more garlic or less garlic, but you can mix in however much you want. There's no amounts. My mom would just do it by taste and then hand it out to the whole family. It'll, it'll, it's a game changer for your pizza game. So Highly recommend mixed garlic and ranch to a friend. (laughs) Nice. Um, So in the next couple weeks, we've got a guest friend coming in hot. So we're going to cover next week specifically the one with Frank Jr. So he resurfaces. Ooh, can't wait. All right, guys. (laughs) Neither can Phoebe. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You'll have to just
1: listen yes awesome well we will see you guys next week on the one with friends podcast